welcome to season two of our Brave New You Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lou Hamilton, co-founder with Meredith Hepner Chapman of Brave New You Apparel. I interview real-life brave new girls and guys who have chosen a road less traveled, risen to the challenges, and found the courage to keep going when the going gets tough. They share the lessons they've learned, their wins, and their vision for the future. Brave, bold, and sometimes bloody-minded, they bring you their stories from the edge. This week's guest is Claire Smith, designer and founder of Cloudy Lemonade Jewelry. She doesn't do diamonds, but she does do boobs and other pieces to make you smile. Handcrafted from scrap silver, packaged sustainably, and one pound from each piece donated to MQ Mental Health Charity. Welcome, Claire, to Brave New You Tribe. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And how are you? I'm really good. Yeah, mm. I always love these conversations, to starting my week like this. So I wonder, you know, you're a, an online brand. So does that mean that you've come through the pandemic unscathed? Or have you actually had to pivot in some way? The pandemic for me, in all honesty, has been brilliant. It's given me the chance to work on my brand build it and and grow it and yeah I, I've never sold more which I can't complain about obviously but um that is due down to like time and investment so like my husband got put on furlough and then made redundant and um he's got a job now though thankfully but um that 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 all worked for us so he got put on furlough I literally like threw the kids at him you know launched a new website got in the studio did new designs and just really hit it hard and because most of my designs are based around like happiness and positivity and sending messages like it seems to be a time that that's really resonated with people so the more I shouted about it you know the more traction it gained so yeah in terms of the business it, it it's been great I really can't complain but personally as well it, it's worked for us too because um Rich really needed like, a break from from work and um, he'd been really stressed and trying to sort of settle in our our new environment and going back and forth and all over the place so personally like it, it all worked for us and we're very fortunate to have lots of space around for us I'm I'm aware we're so much more fortunate than a lot of people with the outdoor space we've got. Um, so after the initial shock of, you know, what on earth is going on in this world, like um, once we'd settled into a, a new way of living, it, it was good. Yeah. I'm interested to know whether you have been a jewellery designer all your ad- adult life or whether that's something that came later on. I've definitely not done it all my life. So um, previous to this, I was a copywriter. I worked for a national radio group uh, and it was great and I, I loved it and I was fortunate to work with some incredible people. But I, I always struggled with purpose. And so once I had my first child, I, I knew I wouldn't go back. I explored the finances and, and looked at things and I just thought I could I couldn't do that to myself for for that amount of money. I was like, no, I just need to take this opportunity, you know, look after my kid and then reevaluate. So 
after about a year when everyone else was going back and they're like well, well aren't you going back I was like no <laughs> which is nowadays is is the, quite unusual like you know back back years and years ago obviously you know the ones returning to work were the unusual ones but now people yeah they 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 really question it um well I I found anyway they really question it when you don't go back to work but I I took the chance to just take some time out and think what I wanted to do so I utilized nap time to the max like nap time was was my um my go-to yeah, creative time. It really was. What you can cram in two hours is amazing. <laughs> and I, I think I tried like every craft possible. I was um, trying felting, arm knitting, lo- loads of different things. I forget them all now, but I, I was just trying everything to see what I wanted to do with my life. And I, I knew it needed to be creative or always loved creating doing things with my hands because I just switch off like you know that's I'm then in the zone not thinking about anything else and and that's that's what I enjoy so I tried all these different things and then it was just a random conversation with my husband and I was like oh the one thing I would like to know how to do and don't know is how to make jewellery and it turns out that day he was listening and um, he he bought me a jewellery course for my birthday and so I I went on that and I was just hooked straight away like the fact that I could go away from that day with um silver necklace earrings that I'd made myself just blew my mind I just couldn't believe it was achievable and so I started doing that at home and then took on an evening course too so I was pregnant with my second child at that point so learning to solder with like a big bump and yeah like health and safety <laughs> like the, the the tutors told me it was okay so I trusted them but so learning all these new things when I knew that you know the next few months were going to be uh, busy looking after a newborn obviously I was like trying to cram in as much knowledge as I could um when I had the time and yeah it was great like just learning all these new things and then having you know the second child it was then just waiting to put them all into action um because yeah nap times with a newborn aren't, aren't so um well well scheduled are they <laughs> so you weren't living in Scotland at that time were you so no what, what was the decision to move to I, I know where you live because I used to live very uh, close to there and I moved there after I left art college so I know that it's a really rural part of Scotland and uh, and that's a whole kind of challenge in itself. So so what has that been? What was that decision and what's it been like? We've always loved Scotland. So my parents moved here about 15 years or so ago and we'd visit them and spend many weekends here. And then we ended up getting married here. Like we, we just fell in love with Scotland. Like I think people that have a place place that holds something special in their heart they understand that that when they go there they just feel different more relaxed and it, it just gets you and we just loved it and so we'd, we'd said for quite a long time we would always move here it was just a matter of when and we didn't want to be those people that you know when we're 50 60 said you know I wish we'd done that or or saying you know oh we, we would I'd really like to move here or we'd really like to do this and we're like well well let's do it then like let, let's actually do it so a rich lost his job and we were like presented with this like 
uh, opportunity we tried to look at it as is like what what do we do next so you know if you're going to apply for new jobs like do, do you want to do that in London Milton Keynes like it's not where we want to be long term you know at that point I was we had one kid but another on the way it's like well what where do we actually want to be in life and and we knew it was Scotland so he just applied for everything he could and ended up getting a job that allowed home working and we said well let's just move anyway the house buying process was pretty full on because I was about I think 38 weeks pregnant or something when when we actually bought we'd had a we'd offered on one we'd had it fall through and that one I'd seen several times but with that one fell through and then our house was sold and so we were positioned we'd, we'd sold our house we didn't have a house to buy I was you know due to give birth and um, we were like what are we gonna do so we we found several sent my parents on some you know reckeers trying to look at them saying would you recommend we come up and see them and they're like this one no this one yes then there was one we fell in love with and they said yeah yeah you'll you, you will like that one and luckily I trust my parents so Rich agreed too and and then it was a case of well I, I really was heavily pregnant and I couldn't do the six-hour journey to go up and see it so I I sent him up and he was like, yeah, that's the one. And I was like, okay, buy it then. And at that point, people really did think like, what are you doing? (laughs) You're about to have a kid. You're buying a house you've never seen. Yeah, this this won't end well. And it did end well. It's it's all good. You've just got to trust sometimes and, and also sort of go with that, you know, craziness that pregnancy does to people. But yeah, and so when I finally got up to see it, because um, I visited before we, we moved in, I visited with Tor, I think it was about four weeks or something. Thankfully, I loved it. And and the surrounding areas and the community, it's just incredible here. Like the, you know, as you say, it's so beautiful. Like I feel so lucky to be here and the people are so welcoming. So as soon as we like move, we had people knocking on our door inviting us to things and when I say neighbours you know we're not attached to someone they've they've traveled up the valley to see us you know welcome us into this new community and and everyone wants to know you and everyone's got time and that's what I really notice about the difference between being up here and um being down south where we were before like the the time like people want to talk to you people want to know about you and they want to um just take the time to just just have a chat and it it makes a huge difference just going slower it's it's far less stressful and it's just just makes day-to-day life more enjoyable I think have you found that uh certainly when when I was there there was a big artist community so is that still around you Uh, yes but because so we've only we've been here just over a year and you know uh, nearly a good portion of that has been in lockdown now so I've met you know all the local community but I'm still waiting to connect with a lot more so I've connected with a lot of local people on Insta and you know getting to know a lot of people through Instagram and that but in terms of actually meeting people and getting involved in the other side of it 
the, the sort of creative community. I'm, I'm still waiting for that to happen. So it's a bit sort of itchy feet at the moment. I feel like I know a lot of people really well and virtual friendships. And, and yeah, I never thought that that would be something um, that I, I'd get into. But especially in lockdown, it's so nice like just to talk to anyone different, but especially someone who's... Um, you know creating something new or doing something different and, and can teach you something because you know I've got huge admiration for anyone you know learning anything new as, as an adult because I think it's so easy to just go down these you know roads where we just sit in front of Netflix every night which I do do sometimes I'm not <laughs> talking that down but you know like, yeah people going on their different journeys I just find really interesting. you discovered your the thing that you wanted to do moving forward you you found jewelry was and silver making was the thing that was gonna sort of uh keep you going and and quite often um when we try different things it's the thing that we feel like we can do over and over and over again even when it's hard Mm -hmm. even when you don't feel like getting up in the morning it's the thing that will encourage you to to get up and and do those things um, so silver making was obviously that for you over and above all the other things that you'd tried. Um, the, you know, you could make anything, couldn't you, as a jewellery maker? On your website, you say that you don't do diamonds, but you do do boobs. So tell me about these meaningful pieces that you make. Yeah, that is what I say. And I can't do diamonds. I really don't know how to. So. <laughs> but it was really important to me to have purpose because, as I mentioned earlier before, like when I was in my previous job, um, I, I really struggled with purpose. Uh, like, you know, I was writing ads for people that and putting I'm, I'm quite conscientious. So whatever I do, I like to give it give it my all and you know, uh, I I needed it for to be for a, a, a bigger cause, like a, a better reason. I needed, like as you said, you, it, you to to do something you want to do is is amazing, and you know that keeps you going. Because I love coming in the studio and, and and making, but I just knew that just making something pretty wasn't going to be an, enough for me. It needed to be a reason, and um, when I'd so before I was making, I'd actually thought of some ideas. I was looking for a gift for someone and, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. So I'd, I'd spot, spotted this little gap and it, I needed, I wanted to buy something meaningful, um, but not sort of personalised with stuff stamped all over it. Like I wanted it to be meaningful to the individual, but not necessarily everyone else because, you know, you don't, you don't really want to tell people everything all the time do you like you might want to give a message to someone but they they don't necessarily want to wear that loud and proud around their their neck it can mean something to them without everyone else knowing it um so that's what started me thinking about different ways that I could use my designs to you know send messages and being meaningful to the individual and so I've got things like um mended hearts so they're one of my biggest sellers so I create um different hearts and then I cut them all apart in different ways and then put them back together so every heart is different and everyone is mended in a different way 
and then I have rings um, like keep going ring and it's just a beautiful like wrap ring that just says keep going on the inside and then obviously boobs as you mentioned I have quite a lot of boobs a disproportionate amount of boobs mm-hmm. um, but people use them for for different things um, to represent breastfeeding journeys and and just for fun to tell someone they're the tits like you know sometimes it is just a, a, a really good smile um, so but when I had this in mind of I, I knew I would when I was going to think of new designs, I knew that I had to have this purpose because otherwise I would just go, I was worried that I would go on a tangent to just then creating pretty. And I was like, if I put this in writing and I make it, you know, my thing, then I've, I've always got to stick to it. So like my motto was like, if it doesn't make you smile, then it's not getting made. And so at the time, like I saw a few people around me struggling with their mental health, and I also thought, you know, I can I can use this for, you know, to send messages to things people that might be struggling and to start a conversation because a lot of us just struggle to start a conversation, don't we? And so then I looked at mental health charities, um, different ones, and then um, I was had it in my mind. No, I I need to set set some money aside and I was going to give one pound from every sale to a mental health charity and then spoke to a few and I settled on um, MQ and they um, they transform they're trying to transform mental health through research so that's the one thing that they're really doing differently they're putting everything into research and they you know they want to make it a world where the research transforms how we're we're living with mental health and I think it's such um an epidemic and unfortunately due to the pandemic I think it's going to be even more of a like a problem in in society at the moment that everyone is struggling with you know whether that's depression stress anxiety um or you know there's loads more things I can mention. Um, I think it's a, a really big issue that we we need to be tackling. And so that it was just really important for me to give back when I could. And I suppose the, the motto and the charity angle, it just keeps me focused at all times. And and that's what I I, I needed myself. I needed this this focus to just know that I was always going to have purpose and even when I didn't want to come in here and and make you know there was always a good reason because I'm I'm still juggling my time like I'm juggling motherhood and and the business and and it is a juggle <laughs> like I you know I have to come in here in, in an evening and do a lot of work and if I didn't have purpose I just don't think I would be driven to do that I think when people are buying something it helps for them to know that part of the the sale part of their money goes to to a, a charitable cause and you chose that particular charity did you have a personal reason for doing that yeah I have seen people struggle with mental health and I don't talk about their journeys because they're their journeys and if they choose to talk about them that's that's fine but I've tried to never use other people's stories to sort of sell my own but yeah I I don't I've never suffered from 
any sort of mental health issue myself, of course, general stress and anxiety, but never anything that I've, you know, had to seek further help from. Um, but yes, I've seen people that have had to, you know, get more help. And and I found it really hard, really hard to see, really hard to know what to do, how to help. And yeah, I, I don't know, it feels really selfish saying that in itself because I'm not the one going through it. But I think, you know, across the country, there will be loads of people feeling exactly that. You you feel helpless. And yeah, I, I think whatever you can do is is beneficial, like, but just not ignoring things. If you see someone struggling, then then ask. And if they say they're fine, then then fine, leave it a bit and then ask again, because I think in your heart of hearts, you you know when someone or something is is not quite themselves and and yeah I think unfortunately we will see a lot of that in in the coming coming months um so yeah anything you you can do um I think is appreciated yeah with one in three or one in four people suffering with mental health problems and as you say that's probably going to increase when, you know, after the pandemic. That leaves a lot of people who love those people who might not know how to care for them or help them or how to be around them. You know, I've I've I know people close to me who've who've suffered really who suffer really badly with mental health issues, and you know we tend to forget the people who you know, the siblings or the the parents or the children or the friends who who have who are there to support but sometimes don't know, actually know what the best thing to do for for their loved one. So as you say, if this if this research is being done by this charity, then it not only helps the people who are suffering, but it also helps the people who want to support them because the more the research knows, the more we know how to help. So I think that's an amazing thing that you're that you're doing in, to support them through through your work. You talk about meaning and purpose and and the sort of meaning of the the pieces themselves, but also you you've looked more broadly at your whole business and and you made the decision to be sustainable, to use scrap silver, to think about the packaging. Um, I know your husband is is involved in in this area, and uh, so you've got sort of got added knowledge in this field so what was that decision and how then did you set about making that happen because it's not easy is it well it's easier for me than some in two ways well because of my husband so he's um you know worked in sustainability and environment for nearly 20 years so he knows a lot more than the average person and and it used to be I found that too much like you know like in my personal life I I you know, I, sustainability never used to be a key thing in my personal life. But as I've got older, it's grown more and more. And, you know, his knowledge used to be too overbearing. And and now now it's great. I'm just like, yeah, give me more. But then in, in regards to the silver, I was actually quite fortunate that what I learned with was recycled silver. And it's very different. So you can get normal flat sheet recycled silver that you saw and you saw your shapes out and you create like that but that's not what I used so I use something called metal clay which is made from recycled silver so 
the company um, sources silver from loads of different um, things. Like silver is in uh, so many things that people don't realise. It's in photography liquids like chemicals, you know, e-waste, loads of different things. Like a lot of silver is actually in landfill um, because it's not not often taken out of these things. Like it, it's precious metal and it's not really thought about. Like we're we're not, we're not looking after it as much as we should do. But the clay that I use, it takes silver from all these different sources and then it, it grinds them down and then it mixes them with uh, an organic binder. So you, what you have is something that looks like a clay, um, well, feels like a clay and you mould it and you work with it like that. And then when you fire it with a blowtorch or in a kiln, um, the organic binder burns away and you're left with pure silver. So 999 silver. So that's like if you if you know like your hallmarks and things, you usually have 925 silver, and that's because it's marked with um, mixed with copper too. But this is 999 silver, so silver in its like purest form. And when like that's that's the clay that that that's the silver that I learned with. So it's a very very different to normal silversmithing. So that's what I know how to use. And I was just very fortunate that that's what I learned, and it had this you know, recycled element, which I just thought was great. And I thought that, that's really interesting. Like, and then it started me looking more about silver and learning more, um, you know, about the recycled process and how, you know, we're, we're not maybe looking at it as much as we should do. And then I thought, well, if, you know, I've got this recycled product, I, I can't just have a recycled product and then just you know do whatever I want like I've got to keep this running throughout the business and so I started to look at packaging and so all my packaging is um, recycled and recyclable and then uh, for for a long time only recently I was actually reusing postage wherever I could which you know looked terrible but I put an apology on it on the website because reuse is better than recycling wherever you can like it's top of the chain as told by my husband <laughs> so but now you know that's actually become unsustainable for me because I can't source enough so to keep up with orders I've had to order some envelopes but again they're all recycled recyclable you know and it tells you on the envelope you know how to degrade it in your compost and so on and so then we're just you know together we're just looking at what else I can do in the business to reduce my impacts because it's so much more than just packaging and silver like yeah so so once you drill it down there is a lot of things you can do and we're going to get solar on the house not just for the business that's a personal choice but then that will you know come through and the energy I'll be using will be recycled and yeah we're just looking at any any impacts we can cut down you've just got to go through things with a fine tooth comb and have to think you know businesses at the moment they're trying to say they're sustainable and they're doing what they can but often when it's a bigger business they're highlighting one tiny aspect that they're doing whereas you know you really want to be looking in looking at companies that are putting it through everything and really you know incorporate it as a core value throughout their business. Um, does that mean that you might be interested in in uh, turning your business into a B Corp company? 
Well, I looked at this the other day and I don't fully understand it at the moment because this is my first year of trading and I've got a lot to learn because, you know, I'm learning jewellery, I'm learning business, I'm learning accounts, I'm, I'm learning everything as I go. I've got so much to learn. But yeah, I was looking at it the other day and um, yes, I'd definitely be interested, but I don't fully know enough about it at the moment to to comment I know it's a big commitment and you know one I'd be happy to take on but I also don't understand it when I first looked at it it, it, you're just bombarded by all these big brands that have done it so immediately I was like oh well I'm tiny can I do something like that but yeah it needs some some research but um yeah there's lots of things like that I'm looking into and even if you ended up doing it sort of five years down the line, knowing mm. what they want ahead of time, you're already on track because you're you're looking at the sustainability and the materials you use and the packaging and 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 the sort of whole ethos of of your company. Yeah. So I just I just wondered whether, you know, being ahead of the game, even before you apply, because that's where your interest is, you know, I think you'd be a good good candidate for that thank you that that is actually what my husband ended up saying the other day because I just was looking at it and I was you know a bit bit baffled and he said exactly that well if if you start to understand it then you can aim towards it so that that probably is is what I will do um you know keep keep those aims in mind and keep keep at it with any business it's always kind of ups and downs and I wonder what what have been the the toughest challenges for you having moved setting up new a new business in a new field having children what's the what's the hardest parts of all of that i'm constantly knackered um just forever tired like um and that i think that's motherhood general life but you know some days i do just want to stop and you know if I've got orders to put out then you know when I've done all the mumming bit which obviously has to come first then then I have to do the business bit and so both me and my partner we're always tired but I think that's the same with a lot of people but the purpose does keep me going but I've done I've grown everything through social media which is incredible like I can't believe actually how much Um, uptake I've had on social media and you know to think that that's how people are learning about my my brand and getting to know me and the brand but I do feel like a social media slave and 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 I I love it I've met incredible people on there and I don't want to talk it down but some days it would be nice not to have to think about it and you know if it gets too much then I will just take you know a, a a break and I just put it on there and I say oh I'm having a break but but when you you've built a business on there and you continue to build it I think you know that that can be quite overwhelming um but I think yeah as long as I'm aware of it then I'm okay but yeah it's, it's I share a lot on there <laughs> I saw one of your pieces online and it's actually called the fuck-ups um, I love that. <laughs> and I love the idea of hanging your fuck ups around your neck. So tell me about that. 
Yeah, so that uh, it does what it says on the tin. So I, I do fuck up, but uh, I can melt mine down. Well, the, the silver ones anyway. So, you know, uh, a lot of my designs, I, you know, I make in, in bulk and then, you know, I put however many pieces online. But, but the fuck ups are special because they should be. So I'm, I, anything I mess up, because of course I mess, mess designs up, I, I melt them down and then, um, you know, you get this nice silver ball, but then... I sprinkle them with sort of silver dust, sort of say, because I grind the clay up and then I make this sort, sort of silver dust particle. And, and they end up looking really sparkly and, and pretty and nice. Um, so I just I, I just love this idea that, you know, you should be proud of a fuck up and, and, and wear it and, and learn from it because we're all human, aren't we? Like, you know, we all make mistakes and, you know, like instead of just letting things niggle in your head going around crazy spiraling thoughts just 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 own it and move on I love that that you you melt yourself the mistakes down and you turn something turn turn them into something else (laughs) and then you sprinkle silver dust on on it isn't that a great metaphor for life? Let's let's sprinkle silver dust on our mistakes and our fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah, life would be a lot easier if you could do it on everything. Expensive. It's not, not the cheapest dust, but but yeah. <laughs> but even metaphorically, that's you know, when you've been through some challenging times and and you you somehow have to kind of take the energy from that and and do something else with it in order to move forward. And you know, if you think of it as as that sort of uh, the sprinkling of silver dust is the, okay, so this has happened. Now I need to move forward and I need to use what's happened somehow, make sense of it, learn from it and do something better with it, move forward or or look at my life in a different way. And I, I love that. I think that's really great. And I love that, you know, you can have a necklace that that reminds you of our ability to to do that and what have been the highlights for you well, probably the uh, messages from customers so people get it so when people you know start to look at my website and and sort of read about the designs and you know they realize the purpose and and the meaning of the per um, the pieces like they they get it and sometimes the reasons that they buy are so incredible and when I receive an email sometimes it is so overwhelming and I've been brought to tears a, a few times and it just means the world to me that that like my pieces like mean that much I'm a bit mind blown by it you know and that's it just keeps keeps me going like you know that is so much more than a, a diamond to some like you know people have used pieces to sort of celebrate divorce a, a mastectomy and a reconstruction like I just couldn't believe some of the journeys they're sharing places like I do skyline necklaces some were used to celebrate places that they will never go again yeah and I, I'm, I'm just yeah as I said I just can't can't believe what what people are going through what they're sharing with me and and some just incredible like bravery and attitudes towards their their situation and yeah I just feel privileged that I'm I'm a little part of that it's a powerful place to be isn't it where you can 
make a difference in people's lives by doing the thing that you love with purpose and and that every morning that you get up to to do that and know that you know yes you love making it and you're doing it in in conscientious ways and conscious ways and then when you send it out into the world you have that impact and and that that must be so gratifying and and feed your soul I wonder where from where you are now what's your vision for the future so the immediate future is to just get with the, to grips with the business um more designs and just you know get on track with how it's all working because it's all still really quite quite new to me to just you know get to sort of comfortable place how I know it's all operating and and so on but you know sort of five years down the line then I'd be looking at potentially becoming a community interest company and then doing courses whether that's jewellery or just general craft courses I don't know yet but hopefully to help people with their mental health because personally I see the benefits of of crafting and they're they're, you know they are documented I don't know how much um, research is done into it but I think it is widely known that being creative you know helps your your mental health and so yeah anything I could do in in that that area really interests me because yeah, I said I, I just switch off like when I'm, whenever I'm doing anything with my hands, whether it's jewelry or anything, like, I I just that that's what I'm focused on, and yeah, I just think it could be really beneficial to some people. I think we forget to play, don't we, when we're so busy in life and and worrying about things and stressing about things, and and actually taking time out to to play to learn a course. Well, I mean, you you found a whole new career by by doing just that and working by creating something in which you have a sense of flow and so yes so to be able to pass that on to others would be amazing and and people love learning online don't they the the sort of the boom of creative workshops and artist workshops on online has been been incredible and and the fact that you kind of want to do that with the with the sense of helping people with with their mental health is is fantastic it takes courage to to set up a business to um start again to move to a place you you don't know and to put your your thing something that comes from your soul um comes through your hands and you put it out into the world that all takes courage how do you define courage it can be uh, so many different ways but for me it probably is quite a just personal thing of, of being you I think we're surrounded by so many different influences and things at the moment that if you can just find the courage like in your soul to just be you so do what you want say what you want wear what you want say what you mean you know and just day to day like I think just doing those things day to day takes courage because I think as you get older you know you know, you, you do forget to play so you know suddenly saying that you're, you're gonna make boob necklaces like you know people think you're what's going on um but if you can just follow it's not even just following a passion it just just following what your gut tells you is makes you happy I do think it takes courage and 
it's a hard one because I don't think it should take courage, but I think we've built this society that it absolutely does take courage. So yeah, it's probably quite simplistic, but that that is what I see it as. You came to me and so you obviously could see a brave new girl in yourself. And I love that. I love it when people can see it in themselves and and I can see it in you too. And I wonder who who do you look to that you see as a brave new girl? There are lots. So and I, I, I can't name lots. So apologies to anyone listening. But there is um, one woman who uh, I sort of came across at the start of my journey and I found quite interesting. And um, she's called Andrea Pugh and she runs a company called It Won't Cost the Earth which is a sustainability website and she sort of her journey is um I think it started at the start of the year so not long before lockdown and it's been a similar journey in sort of time scales but you know she's on this sustainable journey obviously personally you know sustainability journey but also um creating this website that you know she's trying to um, educate and promote all these sustainable products um, she's already relaunched it once because you know it wasn't quite right um, so she's changed it to more of a gifting place so more like not on the high street for sustainability but you know she's just keep keeping at it keeping going seeing what works and just really trying to get sustainability in front of you know everyone um, which I think is hugely important right now I think anything that can make you question your choices whether that starts as a gift and then you start to think oh well actually if I can get a sustainable gift then maybe I should be looking at that maybe I should look at this in my daily life I think you know anything that can start the conversation is good and um she's just you know she's a virtual friend like as many of them are at the moment but she just seems like a a really good person and she knows she's got a very clear vision I actually um sell on her website and when um I first went on her website you know I tried to barter with her Dragon Den style and um she was like no no <laughs> which I respect <laughs> and I also feel an idiot for doing <laughs> but you know she she's got this vision and she's going with it and she does that again all um alongside her her day job which I think is an accountant and raising kids and personally I know she's been through a lot too I get her personal journey isn't mine to tell but I know she's been through a lot and yeah she just seems like a really great person Uh, thank you I'll I'll reach out to her so thank you Claire I'm looking forward to putting your boobs on my Christmas list (laughs) and (laughs) and brilliant you know all the sustainability that you're doing and um and the meaningful work that you're putting out there so thank you so much I wish you well oh thank you thank you for having me on um this is my first podcast I will reveal Uh, (laughs) so I was a little bit nervous but it's been lovely and I love listening to your your podcasts and I've, I've learned a lot from them and they always make me think and reevaluate, which which again is is really great and um I can't remember the guests but I have definitely cut down on my cheap wine so whoever that was I, I'm not drinking as much so well done you. 
yes we're i love having a platform for all these real life brave new girls and thank you so much for being one of them thank you Thanks so much, Claire, for showing us how to create a business that is happiness making, environmentally friendly and also helps towards the mental health of others. You can find out more about her work on www.cloudylemonadejewelry.co.uk and follow her on Instagram at cloudy underscore lemonade underscore jewelry. Thanks also to Podstar PR for producing the series and to you, our tribe, for listening. Download, rate and review on your podcast provider so that we can keep bringing you this free podcast. Goodbye for now and see you next time.